Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Tuesday, October 11, 2022. The weather today will be a high of 12 degrees in Edmonton. How the hell am I supposed to match that energy? Get out those jackets. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. Holy shit snacks. <laughs> you guys got some energy this morning. Good morning, everybody. I feel good. Why? I don't know. <laughs> good night's sleep. Really? Back after the long weekend. All right. Did we uh did we have a show on Friday? No. Did we? Uh... Yeah. Not Monday. Not Monday. <laughs> it feels like we've been off for a week. Cuz we didn't on Thursday. Right. Yeah. Or just getting back into things here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, um, have to put the training wheels on this morning. See if I can get back in my groove. We are broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. Come join us live. There's a chat box on the Podbean app. You can click the call in button, call in, ask your questions. Free coaching every morning. Take advantage of it, guys. Um, if you don't want to pay for coaching, there's free coaching. Voila. Whoop, whoop. There's no excuses to get to your goals. Ooh, what do we got coming uh, coming this week, next week, and in the near future? Uh, Saturday, I believe we have a fix and flip meetup for investors oh, in yeah. Calgary. We're going to be in Calgary. We're going to be in Calgary. You guys want to come uh, meet us and say hello on um, uh, while we're in Calgary? Come on out to our Calgary fix and flip meetup. Uh, in Lake Bonavista. It is at 2... It's on Saturday, October 15th from 2.30 to 5 p.m. There you have it. And we'll be there, the whole fam. Um, yeah. So bring your kids. Um, I want, Is there still tickets? I wonder if there's still tickets. I don't know. Uh, so you do you do need to register. It's, it's free, but you do need to register. Um, to register, just go on to Eventbrite. Um, I wouldn't. I don't know how the hell you'd search it, um, but if you go to our, our free Facebook group, Real Estate Investing Masters, you'll see it there. It's pinned at the top in the featured section. Just click on that. Go to Eventbrite. Register for free. Bring your family. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, lots of updates. Windows are in. Carpets in. It's all painted. Um, I'm sure other things this week too. Oh, absolutely. Should be flooring soon. Uh, yeah, actually, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think all of the, um, kitchen cabinets, uh, are being built and getting ready for install as well. Nice. And the bathroom vanities are supposed to be delivered from, uh, Edmonton down to Calgary today. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, lots, lots happening this week. We are one, uh, one contractor down this week though. So it's a one man team. We'll see how much he gets done. I'm optimistic. Me too. Um, oh, so this Friday is what well, we have Friday live training. Um, we have a special guest, Matt Bordian, is going to be coming on, and he's going to be talking about home inspections. Solid. 
So join us for Friday live training in the free Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group as well. And October 22nd, we have our Introduction to Multifamily Investing um, Mastermind. That is exclusive to Real Estate Investing Masters mentees. So if you want to get in on that, you need to join the Masters Mentorship Program. If you're interested in that, just go to reimasters.ca. It's one of the many, 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 many perks for joining the REI Masters Mentorship Program. So um, looking uh, forward to that. Chris Davies is going to be helping us out with that mastermind talking about, yeah, multifamily investing. Everybody wants to multifamily. Very cool. So uh, that's coming up there. What did I say? October 22nd. 2-2. Okay, cool. Uh, quick word from our sponsor, and then uh, we will get into the show. Hey, guys, you got any questions, put them there in the chat. You know, click the call button. Um, we're looking, we're looking for topics today. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right, no sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash-flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta Buyers, or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. We are back. Just wanted to say good morning to everybody that's uh, tuned in with us today. We got uh, we got Kirsten joining us this morning. We got El Ray Chastin. Francis is here saying good morning. Kathleen, good morning. Courtney, good morning. You know what? Funny story. Ha ha ha. Courtney's cousin reached out to me. She told me. Who told you? Courtney told me. Courtney told you that Courtney's cousin reached out to me. Yeah. She said, small world. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to remember the details of it. I was just trying to remember the DM. Um, yeah, interested in real estate investing. Um, and uh, found the podcast. Had no idea. Her cousin joins in every morning. <laughs> True story. Uh, Ryan Letniak is here this morning, too. Good morning. Ken is here. Sheila's here. Jeremy is here. Denis, Courtney's better half. Right on. Sean is here as well this morning. Good morning, Sean. Okay, Nathan. Oh, yes, what? Uh, Josh says, good morning. In case I don't chat later, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> <laughs> good night, <Tru> Josh. <laughs> little, little Truman Show reference there. All right. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't I don't know about topics this morning. I well, was... we have a question. Say what? We have a question in the okay, chat. Let's see it. Okay, question: What would you, what would be your ideal home style when looking to buy for an up down rental? Mm. Mm. <laughs> property type. Yeah, property type. <clears throat> A 1,200 to 1,300 square foot bungalow. Yeah. That's it. Uh, buy levels work really well too. Um, 
but sometimes require a little extra configuration depending on the buy level. Um, they're about the same square footage, like most buy levels bungalows. I find that like the you get about the same living space. However, um, I prefer bungalows. Uh, buy levels they require a little extra um, uh, construction with with the um, the separate entry sometimes. Yeah, the stairwells. It depends if it, if it's a rear entry. If there's a rear back entry to the basement, then you're okay. But if you're doing like one of those front entries where there's stairs that go up and stairs that go do- go down, it just requires a little extra framing and drywall and doors and that kind of stuff. Uh, and then technically, it is kind of sort of shared front entry and um not so many people dig that but um either yeah by level or a bungalow but i mean if i had to choose minimum 1200 like 1200 to 1300 square foot bungalows by far my favorite um <clears throat> just to add on if you get into like some of those half duplexes that have the basement suites or the two-story when i'm referring to sorry not half duplexes those are fine it's the two stories two-story properties, whether they're a duplex or a single-family home or they have a separate entrance, those basement suites are tiny because all the square footage is in the height and not in the um, not in the width. And if all your square footage is on you know the main floor and second floor, that means the basement's got like a tiny square footage. Mm-hmm. It's awesome for noise separation when all of the main floor bedrooms are on the second level. True. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It makes for a really small, uh, really small basement suite, mm-hmm. which isn't super ideal. You want yeah. at least two bedrooms in a basement suite. So when people are looking at those side by side, two story duplexes with the basement suites, yeah, they are great on paper. But finding tenants to to rent those tiny little um, spots, um, a little more difficult. A little more difficult. Ask us how we know. <laughs> Francis says she likes uh, walkout uh, basements for better lighting in the basement. Yeah, that's great too. Yeah, uh, Josh said the same thing for raised uh, bungalows uh, for better lighting. Raised bungalows, buy levels typically have those bigger, yeah, bigger um, la- windows as well. Yeah, above, yeah, above ground instead of being dug into the. Who was it that asked that question? Uh, Sean Ash. Great question. Great question. Yeah. I um. I woke up this morning to a shit ton of messages. Oh, yeah? Well... People getting back into it? Getting back into what? Oh, I don't know. Work? They're like, ooh, I need answers to this. I'm going to message Wayne. Oh, no, no. Potential potential tenants. Oh, (laughs) tenant (laughs) messages. Fun. Tenant messages. Yeah. So we we filled our last vacancy, um, I want to say last week, and... At that same time, we had a tenant that asked to move out. Uh, we talked about that uh, tenant a little bit about, um, oh, he might have seen the post. And I think we talked about it a little bit last week about um, how they wanted to leave it in the middle of their lease after like three months. And, um, you know, the panel, not the penalty, but like the fee that we that we offered, you know, for them to terminate their lease early. So they agreed. Everything was all good. We did the move out inspection. There's a little bit of cleaning required, but just to make things move smoothly, um, we just, we ate it. Um, 
But yeah, they moved out. Everything went well. All the documents were signed. I think the last one was signed yesterday, right? Yeah. Um, so I put up the ad finally and um, got maybe 10 people messaged me yesterday. Um, and as I'm getting ready for bed last night, I just started, uh, I, my phone was on like sleep mode. But like I just kind of opened it up and I looked and I just saw a ridiculous amount of messages. And then I woke up this morning and it was just like, Jesus Murphy. <laughs> That's probably the worst thing about um, about listing rental properties is that like nobody messages during the day. They all message at 11 o'clock before they go to bed. Oh, Expect- or like one in the morning. Oh, like a lot of them were one in the morning. Yeah. Like what are these people doing? Yeah. I got to work in the morning. Like, why are you messaging at one o'clock in the morning? It's really hard because I have this belief that like when someone messages you, you answer back right away and you get them in to see the unit as quickly as possible. Makes it kind of hard when everybody's doing it at one o'clock in the morning. So, you know, before the show this morning, I'm like copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, just like answering everybody. But problem is that, you know, these people aren't going to answer me till like 11 o'clock in the morning, but then they're going to be answering all the other ones. Anyways. Long story short, kind of defeats the whole purpose of like my whole my whole process. Yeah. So, but um, no shortage of people interested. That's for sure. That's good. Um, something I've noticed lately is that um, lots and lots and lots of people interested. Lots of people coming for viewing. So, um, Edmonton area does not have a problem with um, with vacancy right now, as far as I can tell from you know the response rate. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of. Uh, we were actually just talking about this with one of our joint venture partners over the weekend, but mm-hmm. about all of the um, migration happening, coming to Alberta right now. Yeah. So the rental market is strong. And as far as I know, I mean, the the, the industry um, is doing okay um, for work. It's, it seems like the jobs are good right now too. So it's, yeah. and nobody's buying. Yeah. With nobody buying, obviously there's lots of people looking for rentals, so. I'm curious if anybody else in the chat has, um, what's their experience been? I mean, I, I can't imagine many of you are filling vacancies right now for October, November. I hope not. Um, but, you know, what's your experience been right now with, and anywhere across Canada? Um, have you been getting lots of responses? Have you been raising your rents? Like, what's the rental market like for you? Um, Courtney here in Edmonton says, we are noticing the same. Tons of interest, all messaging me in the middle of the night. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I need to hire a VA where it's daytime in For the them. middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> Just to answer this. Sure. Goodness gracious. Yeah. And this, and Courtney also has someone asking to leave in the middle of their lease. Ugh, why do they got to do it in the fall, winter? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Couldn't you have done it two months ago? I um I got shit on. Shit on in on my personal post, and also in the Alberta landlord community uh, where where I post made that post again as well. Just like just the just explaining the whole tactic behind not tactic but the whole strategy behind how to terminate a lease and how to make it win win. Shit on, because we charged. A fee equivalent to two months' rent. Now, keep in mind. Not including utilities. Not including utilities. Not including pet fees. Not including pet fees. They just finally signed on October 10th. So, if I can fill it for November 1st, then yeah, of course. I'll 
return the the you know the remainder of the fee. Um, now, I mean, the fee wasn't necessarily based on the fee to terminate the lease early wasn't based on two months worth of rent because we think it's going to take two months worth of rent. It was based off of what we believe it's going to cost us to fill that vacancy. Now, yes, we do have one month's worth of rent and they did not pay on October 1st. So mm -hmm. half of that payment is going towards um, this month's rent. Right. And again, didn't charge utilities. And so, they told us that they were leaving on like September 26th or something like that. Yeah. Like they like they had been asking about terminating their lease for a while, but they didn't tell us that they were leaving until like a few days before the end of the month. So we're not filling it for October 1st. So yeah. we automatically lose October. Now, based on the time of year, as I'm sure you guys all know, we do not have nearly, well, except for what I just said, but like we, we normally don't have nearly as many good qualified applicants at this time of year because everybody moves during the summer. That's when all leases end. So we're not going to accept, you know, someone moving out in the middle of an agreed, like it, it's, it's a contract. They agreed to one year. So why should we have to pay someone to go and fill a vacancy again at our cost twice in one year? We didn't allocate the cost for that. We're trying to run a business over here. See, we set aside money to cover those costs as a business. But if we let everybody move out in the middle of their lease and we are having multiple people, multiple turnovers every year and every 12 month you know, period, we would be losing money. We wouldn't it would affect our profits. So therefore, you know, the, the equivalent, the, the fee, the termination fee equivalent to two months, not only covers the time that it's going to be empty, but it covers the time, sorry, the, the expenses that we have to incur to getting people to show the unit to fill the vacancy, right? There's costs associated with that. We're just trying to make sure that we don't lose any money that we, that we weren't, that we were supposed to make mm -hmm. because we had a contract with this tenant. If the tenant decides they want to change their mind three months in, that's their problem. It's going to come at their cost. Now, that disagreement that we're talking about is to terminate the lease early. That is to mutually terminate the lease and not have them responsible for anything more. If they choose not to pay that termination fee and accept our offer and they choose to leave, then we are responsible by law as per the Residential Tenancy Act of Alberta. We are responsible to find a suitable replacement as quickly as possible. However, the tenant is responsible for the rent until we find a suitable replacement. So that gives them options. What we do is we gave them options. Hey, you know, here's option one. Option one is you, you know, you tidy it up. We are obligated to find a suitable replacement for you. And you are responsible for the rent until a suitable replacement is found. Okay. Option B, if you'd like to terminate it today and not be responsible for anything more, this is the termination fee, which was like 2,800 bucks. There's your options. They chose option B. And yet I still got shat on yeah. on the internet. But I wanted to, the reason why I shared that with people is so that other investors know how to propose an offer. Yeah. Right? How many times have we had seen people say, my tenant wants to move out early. What do I do? Instantly, the comment section turns into like, oh, they, they're not allowed to, you know, they're, don't worry about it. They're responsible for the rent until, you know, until you find a replacement. But it's, it's always like, you know what I mean? Like, it's never, 
no one ever looks at it like a business. So that's mm -hmm. why I made that post to share with real estate investors who want to treat, take this seriously. Here's an option for you. You can make them an offer. Mm -hmm. And this is the offer that we offer them. And this is how we structure it. And this is how we do it properly so that, you know, it doesn't bite us in the ass in the future if it ever comes to court. Right. We do have some questions. Sure. Um, I'm going to try to keep it relevant, which I think it all is. Um, where do you advertise for tenants? Uh, Kijiji and Facebook. That's where we're getting the most responses. Facebook is, uh, so just had a conversation with Gabby about this the other day because, um, I've been for the last, I don't know, two years. I've been like, Gab, make sure you're reposting on Kijiji. Make sure you're sharing the more rental pages and groups on, uh, on Facebook. And every day. Every day. Keep, you know, because we, you know, years ago I had this whole like technique of, you know, post in one group and then every six hours um, share it to another group. So that way, because if you, if you, well, you guys know this on Facebook. If you share to like five groups at the same time, when it comes up on someone's feed, if they're in those five groups, it'll like bundle them into one post. <clears throat> or say like, you know, Wayne Hillier is posted in five groups and it's the, the one post. You know what I mean? Well, you don't want that. What you want for marketing, you want them to see your ad as much as possible. So if you split it up over six hours then that means they'll see your post. And then in six hours, if they're in the next group, as they're scrolling, they're going to see it again. You know what I mean? It's all just about making sure that you're in their face as much as possible. So we had this whole technique of like every six hours listing it into a new rental page. <clears throat> um, Facebook Marketplace has evolved though. Mm -hmm. um, since, since, since I was taking um, vacancy filling seriously uh, last um it seems like people just use Facebook Marketplace almost like a, as like a map tool, you know what I mean? Where they will go to like a an area, you know what I mean, on the map and see what kind of rentals are available. And you can see on the map how much the rent is and you can filter it by, you know, types of different properties and stuff like that. So people aren't scrolling through Edmonton or Calgary or Toronto real estate rentals anymore, that old group. What they're doing is they're just going to marketplace and looking at the map of the area that they want and they're looking at the rents. Yeah. So therefore, Kijiji is kind of obsolete. I do have a ton of messages from Kijiji from yesterday. Um, and I listed that thing in the morning. So I'm a little shocked by that because you know that Kijiji, like it, it's it's so saturated now. Like it's you're you're on the 12th page after five minutes. But like I said, Facebook has really um, evolved and it seems like they're really pushing to be that top rental page. Yeah. So and with Marketplace, so basically you can set your like radius. So like a one kilometer, five kilometer, 10 kilometer radius and then like drop it into the neighborhood that you're looking for. Yeah. And it just comes up with all the listings. So it's no longer about like relevance of, you know, did you post this morning or did you post two days ago? That like with Kijiji, like that doesn't matter. You just come up in the listing in the in the um, area for what this person searched. So yeah, what like Wayne's always like, did you repost? I used to always just say yes, even though I never reposted on you Marketplace. Fucking liar! 
<laughs> because he didn't understand. If I tried to tell him, he wouldn't have understood until he tried it for himself. So, yeah. Um, Facebook, it's just accountability, Gab. Just accountability. <laughs> Facebook Marketplace is great. Um, we also usually throw them up on uh, Zumper, Z-U-M-P-E-R. Um, I haven't like... Done a, I haven't like looked into them recently since like a few years ago when I started posting on there. But uh, from my recollection, they they're linked to some other um, kind of like rental platform pages. So you're not only being seen on Zumper, but some of the other ones. And it's a lot more. Um, it seems it, it seems to have kind of faded out a little bit. When we first started posting on it a few years ago, it was like the new place for like millennials to search. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it seems to have slowed down. We get, don't get as much responses from it anymore. And over the years, we've tried several times posting on, uh, rent faster and have never gotten anything from it. So we've stopped paying. We don't even bother anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we post our listings. Um, really simple actually. Yeah. Like for, for years it was Kijiji. Yeah. Years it was Kijiji, and then Kijiji got too saturated. It's free options. It always, it always. Yeah, it's all paid out. advertising now. Like even I don't know if anybody's just like been on Kijiji lately, but literally, like you search for something, and you need to scroll through like two hundred ads from like stores and businesses before you see like somebody posted something for cheap for sale that you're looking for. Yeah, it's really. That's bad. what happens with free stuff, right? Eventually, yeah, eventually, yeah. They, they get people really interested. They give them a taste of the product and then they get them hooked and then they yeah, mark up the price. And um, Facebook will forever be my favorite place because you can see people's profiles. So yes. like on Kijiji, you have like a scrambled um, email address. Sometimes they put their name. Sometimes they put Dark Angel. <laughs> um. Uh, so you never really know who you're talking to. Dark Angel sixty nine. It's. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what my uh, what my hotmail email address was. Although I think you probably, well, you might remember, maybe not. Anyways, um, <laughs> but Facebook just makes it so easy to get like an initial gut feeling on who yes. that person is, and yeah, just like based on their profile pictures, the little write up they have under their name. Take a couple scrolls down, see what they're posting and sharing, and boom, you get a you get a yep message them back or no block them. It's yeah, it's a great way to like do your initial screening. Um, I know a lot of people are like done with Facebook, but I say keep it up, Zuck. You keep doing a good job, yeah. and we'll keep using it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Earlier, when you were talking about being pooped on in those groups for your thing, Courtney said, haters going to hate. Yeah. So true. The hate is because anus. <laughs> I had to stop and think about what you said because it really sounded like you said anus in there. You never saw the movie, eh? Oh, did you say anus? I 100% said anus. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us. Got it. What was that? It was uh, what, James Franco. Was it the interview? It's where James Franco um, um, went to go interview Kim Jong-il. You never saw the movie? No. Terrible movie. <laughs> Not the kind of movie I'd watch. Yeah, 100% you didn't watch. As soon as I said it, I'm like, no, nah, she didn't see the movie. <laughs> three, three, three dudes are like chuckling this morning, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Kirsten asked um, back to the the agreement uh, to. <laughs> Words are really hard this morning. All I can think of. I thought too, you slept well, Gab. I did sleep well, but like I'm trying to talk about terminating an agreement, and like the words that are trying to come out is dismember. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, terminate. Back to the termination of the rental agreement. Um, Kristen asks, "Do you have the refund in the agreement? So if we do fill it, do we state that we will refund them?" No. No, we don't. We're not obligated to, but I'm. We're good people. We're good people. Yeah, and that's it's like a it's like a a little bonus that uh, might make them happy if we are able to find a, a replacement. Here's my position on it. You know, I I understand that shit happens and life changes, and we want to be as accommodating as possible to people. Um, I remember what it was like being a tenant. I know that stuff happens. However, this is my business, and my business will not lose money when there was a contract in place that they agreed to. Because I did everything that I was obligated to do in, in my end of the contract. Now, there's a fine line of being a good person and losing money. And if I had one tenant my whole life and I was just a good person, I didn't really need the money and it was just like trying to pay off the mortgage and, you know, give something, you know, give a property to the kids, you know, to inherit, then sure, you know, maybe I wouldn't care so much. But at scale, if I do this, and trust me, there's lots of requests for this. I'm sure you guys have them as well. If I do this all the time, it's going to affect the bottom line. Mm -hmm. And this is a business. So if someone wants to wants to break their lease and and get out of something that they agreed to, then it's going to be on their dime and not my dime. So we set that up in place to make sure that I don't lose money in my business, any more money than I'm supposed to. Okay. However, in the event that we, you know, we, we pay for, you know, people to show the unit and to do the walk-in inspections and everything else. And, um, and we look at it and see how much of that money we use and there's money left over then yeah, for sure. I'll send somebody back. I shouldn't profit from their misfortune or from their, from their circumstances. I don't believe in that, but, um, I can't put it in there in the agreement. Otherwise it's just, that's a legal out that I'll just lose on in the future. Yeah. Then I'll be like, if it ever goes to court, then I have to prove, you know, with it, you know, receipts and stuff like that. Well, I need you to show proof that, you know, how much money you actually spent on. And it's just. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are some questions before this, but I just, I scrolled to the bottom and now it's uh, on topic still. So um, Kristen also asked how soon after they signed the agreement, did they move out? So like I said earlier, we had been in talks with them and offered the, the termination um, quite a while ago. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like. August. <laughs> I was going to say like at least a month ago and they never got back to us. We were like, okay, I guess they're staying. Um, and they had talked about the possibility of one of them moving into the basement suite. And we were like, yeah, if you do that, then there'd be like no termination. Like we were, you know, working with them, mm -hmm. but yeah, that was like at least a month ago. So they didn't get back to us until, like I said, a few days before October 1st. And they were, when they told us that, they said that they were said to be out on October 1st, that they'd be out. Mm -hmm. So during that time, um, you know, they, they were they were separating, as we talked about on earlier shows. So there was some non-communication happening between the both of them. One of them had keys. The other one didn't. The other one who didn't have keys couldn't get into the garage to get their stuff out, yada, yada. So there was some stuff going on. Um, so they weren't out fully 
on the first and we actually had to cancel the um, move out inspection because they weren't ready. And so they, I don't think they were fully out until closer to the fifth, Wayne, um, mm. or a few days into the month. I, I don't quite remember. Eight. Just this past, like just this weekend? No, first, sorry. Something like that. <laughs> Eight sorry, I'm, first. Having, I'm having trouble reading the, cal <laughs> the calendar. Anyways, it was a few days past October 1st at least when they actually got out and we processed their move out inspection um, to, because part of it was to also ensure that they cleaned, that there was no damages, all that kind of stuff, because they wanted to use their uh, security deposit toward their termination fee. So um, there was a bit of a process before we were able to uh, release them from their lease. So it was um, actually, yeah, just yesterday that they finally um, that we finally got signatures on the termination of the lease, stating that everybody had fulfilled their obligations and that the lease, lease is no longer in place. So, yeah, it was um, a little bit of a process, but um, we just went through the appropriate steps to get to where we needed to be to get those signatures. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten had a, uh, no, Francis had a question. Uh, what's the limit on rent increase for an existing tenant in Alberta? No limit. Um, as of now, Alberta has no limit on rental increases. The only um, obligation we have as landlords is that we cannot increase rent until they have been with us for at least a full year, 365 days. Um, and then you can't, you can only do an increase every 365 days. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that, uh, just uh, clarify on that just for, for the noobs. Um, if uh, you have someone move in on October 1st of 2021 and then October 21st of 2022 comes along and you re-sign them for another year on another one-year fixed term, it's not like come December you can change their rent because you've locked into another one-year fixed term again. You can't increase the rent. Um, but with existing tenants, you can only increase it once every 365 days. So I suppose that would mean like if you were in like a two-year fixed term, if you would lock them in and on, on October. Does that make sense? Hang on a second. No, I'm second guessing myself. I, I was as well, but we very not often do we increase rent. So I was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I, if it were a two-year agreement, then you could increase it. No. Wait a second. No, you can't. Now I'm second guessing myself. Okay, well, you know what? Even I sometimes do not have all the answers. And that's 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 a that's one that I need to like double check on. I gotta look at the verbiage on that. I was gonna say and and <clears throat> guys, we never claim to know everything. <laughs> and also like this is you know, we've because the Alberta market has been so flat for so long, I think that we've increased rent on like maybe three tenants ever. Yeah. Like like very infrequently. Gotta, <laughs> so it's not something that is front of mind. I got to check the comments. So Don says, if it's a two year, it's a contract for two years. You can't break the contract increasing rent. Yeah. That's yeah. That would be. So in what circumstances my would you be well. able to re increase the rents uh, once every 365 days? Would Only, that be a periodic uh, tenancy or it'd be a month to month? Periodic or month to month. Only if it's for a one year term though. Let me let me rephrase. Okay. 
what if you did a six month term right now? Mm-hmm. A six month lease at the end of the six month lease. No. You would just do a brand new lease though. Right? Right. So in what circumstances does the increasing rent every 365 days apply? It would only be month to month. Correct me if I'm wrong there, comment section. I might still be misunderstanding you though. Why are you not acknowledging the fact that a one-year lease would qualify for a rental increase in 365 days? Because at the end of the one-year lease, it if you're renewing the lease, then yes. Yeah. But in most cases, we just draft up a new one. Sometimes. But like, why does that why does that matter? You can still increase the rent if you're drafting up a new lease. True. There's still an existing tenant that has been with you for 365 days. But the other comments um, point that Don made contradicts that. Meaning, if it's a two year contract, fixed term contract, you cannot increase the rent within those two years. Because but they, I'm talking about a one year fix. Uh, what I'm saying is that it's it doesn't it. it it's it's pointless. If one year fixed, then sure, because it's the end of a lease. On a two-year contract, at the end of the two-year contract, you can increase it. But the whole 360, you cannot increase rent for 365 days just doesn't really make any sense. What it should say is that you cannot increase rent during a fixed-term tenancy. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Sorry, I was fighting you. That's okay. No, no, it's 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 a it's a good debate because I'm wondering why that's even in the RTA that you cannot increase rent for 365 days when it should say is you cannot increase rent during a fixed term tenancy because it doesn't matter at the end of every tenancy term you can increase the rent unless it's six months or eight months because it's still the the verbiage is still 365 days. But the end of the cool thing about Alberta is is that at the end of a fixed term tenancy it does not renew automatically. Mm-hmm. At the end of a fixed term, it is done. The person is expected to leave. Mm-hmm. So at that point, at the end of the six months, you can go back and say, hey, it's time to renegotiate your contract. We're going to offer you new a new one-year lease or a new six-month lease, and here's the new rent. And I they're going to say, and they're going to say, you can't increase the rent. You can only increase it once every 365 days. And you can say, you're absolutely right. Sayonara. Oh yeah, absolutely. Here but is if your you... new. Here is your new lease. It is a brand new lease. I, I could be wrong. I hear what you're saying. It, what is this? A couples therapy session? <laughs> <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but oh, sorry. I was just reading another comment here. I guess it's different in Saskatchewan. Um, I hear what you're saying because. Yes, like if 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 they if they're like you can't do that and I'm not accepting this rental increase, then at the same time you're absolutely not obligated to re rent it to them. Exactly. So you can just tell them to um, you know kick dirt, but there is still like in, in that situation. Sure, buy whatever. But if you're wanting to keep them. And you're, I'm like. You're struggling to debate with me because I'm right. <laughs> it's a dumb statement. It's a dumb clause. It is. It doesn't make any, doesn't really apply. Yeah. I think if, well, I think that. Except in month to month. I th- 
<laughs> yeah. I think that what it does is because most people don't sign six months, six month leases. Like that's not a normal kind of term. Some every once in a while people do. And it, it's not that I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, but that's not a normal thing. So in that situation, sure, you could say, look, but it's it's increasing or you're you, out. Is that how you talk? Look, bud. <laughs> but what if they did resign at your increased rent and then took you to the RTDRS? It's a brand new It doesn't matter. Lease. They are still your tenant. They have been your tenant for the past six months in the same dwelling. And the verbiage in the RTA is 365 days. And that there would be- Not a... lease term. Oh my- One year term. It's 365 days. They are still your tenant. They are still in the same dwelling. Nothing has changed except- uh, new contract for a new term has been signed. I would love to sit on the other end of the table with you at that RTDRS hearing and see your whole Allie McBeal routine. I think I'd win, <laughs> but it's, it's a very good point. And I think that's, I think that's where, what it comes down to. I think that that clause, oh, I got this one fruit fly that just, <laughs> just keeps flying in front of my eye. Sorry about that. Um, it's very distracting. <laughs> I think, and I think that might be the one thing that it's it's there for is that in the event that someone has a six month lease, and then you draft up a brand new six month lease with new rent, and you increase the rent, and then they take you to the RTDRA, RTA, RTDRS, sorry, and make make a claim or a dispute over you increasing the rent within three hundred sixty five days. I think. I think you're right. I think that the tenant would win based off of that. Um, which makes me wonder, why would you ever do a six-month lease? I like. I think personally for me, the reason why I would do a six-month lease is if I signed somebody in like November or December hmm. and I wanted to make sure that, you know, and and maybe I'm also kind of like got desperate because it's November, December and all of the good tenants are sitting happy in their heated perfect homes while the poopy ones are out looking for a place to live. <laughs> so maybe I got a little desperate and maybe I took somebody and said, look, I'll give you six months. That takes us to the spring or the summer. And then if everything's going well, we can renegotiate for another year. And in, or, well, yeah, I think at that point it would probably be for another year, but that I would be willing to maintain my rental amount. What's what's more important, being able to increase your your rent in another six months or having a great tenant stay for another year? To me, it's having another a great tenant stay for another year. Unless you're needing to increase your rent like by five hundred bucks, but then man, you got real desperate. Hmm. No, this is the first time that yeah. Um so, yeah, um, Kirsten said, that is why notice for rental increase is only required for periodic tenancy. And there are different amounts of time required to give that notice based on the type of period. Example, week to week versus month to month. Yeah, anyways, I guess there's a, maybe it is crystal clear in there, maybe it's not. We don't. We obviously don't have the act Open pulled up in front in front of us right now to be Nor like this I is exactly to. what it says. Yeah. I'd want a second co coffee first <laughs> before I do that. Actually, you know what? We we did this a, a couple weeks ago. 
we did this a couple weeks ago where we told everybody, showed everybody how to find things yeah. within the, uh, the RTA. And there's 17 minutes left in the show and I don't really want to do it today, but I'm surprised that no one has jumped in, pulled up the RTA, RTA while they're listening and found the answer. It could have been solved. I just super I, simple, yeah. It, it, I say it's super simple. And they're like, "Well, Hogan, you didn't do it, Wayne." Well, I'm also running a live show right now, so it's a little complicated. <laughs> I don't think you want to listen to me like clickety clack, reading clickety clacking and reading through the RTRA. Um, but I mean, you guys can totally do this. You can come back tomorrow and and you can reference the the the, the specific section and paragraph, right? And that's that's the cool thing about it. It's all there. It's very easy to find too. Um, but I feel like this one's going to come down to interpretation um, because I have read it before. It's been a while, but I have read it before. Mm-hmm. I just, I just wondered why it was there. What's the purpose of that statement? Yeah. There needs to be some purpose. And if, if it's already covered in another section, then why is it there? That's what I was just wondering. Thank you, Francis, for your question. <laughs> Got us in a little bit of a debate there. <laughs> Nearly. Nearly ended our marriage, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we have man. appliances being delivered today? We do. I just got a notification on the phone. Yep. Lake Bonavista getting its impl- up in appliances, appliances today. <laughs> okay, then. Yes. Hey, good morning, Liam. I saw you sneaking in there in the back. Can I quickly talk about those appliances for a second? And then we'll get back to this like rental discussion because there are a few more questions. Yeah, sure. But yesterday, um, we I get a voicemail and we get this email being like, uh, we apologize, your appliance delivery is going to be delayed until October 21st. The uh, manufacturer has not provided us with your appliances yet. Um, we've rescheduled you for the 21st. Hopefully this works. If not, contact us. And I'm like, oh, what what ones are those? And then I look in the calendar and I'm like, oh, Lake Bonavista is supposed to be delivered tomorrow. It must be Lake Bonavista because mm-hmm. like uh, Parkview is the only other one still needing its appliances and that delivery was on the 28th. So I'm like, no clue what they're talking about. It must be Lake Bonavista. And um, yeah, so I, I log into my account to see my um, scheduled deliveries and I see that there's the two there and one is scheduled for... Um, for the 21st and one scheduled for the 28th. And I was like, oh, I'm like, okay, well, the one on the 21st, they must have like rescheduled it and now it's reflecting that online. And I'm like, but the reference number that they gave me doesn't match the like order number or anything online here. So I'm like so confused. I'm like, what is this for? And so I'm calling them, I'm on the phone with them, I'm trying to figure out, and then I realize uh, like, well, like throughout the discussion that both of them are scheduled for delivery to Parkview. And I'm like, what happened? How are these both going to Parkview? Like one of these is supposed to be going to Calgary. Mm-hmm. So then I start panicking and I'm looking up the um, delivery times to have one of them rescheduled to Calgary and they can't get them there until like mid-November. And I'm like, oh my God, the renovation's going to be done by then. Like, what have I done? I'm like, I t- and I told Wayne in the midst of all this, I'm like, I somehow effed up. I don't know what's happening. And I'm like, so confused. And I'm going through like the saved addresses in my account. And like, like Bonavista isn't even in there. So I'm like, clearly I screwed up. And then all of a sudden, perfect timing, this email pops up from a different appliance supplier being like, your uh, delivery to 
1008-120F is scheduled tomorrow between 7.30 a.m. and um, 11.30 a.m. So there's like this, and I'm like, what? And so I pop that up, and sure enough, the Lake Buena Vista order is scheduled for today, and it's on its way in the morning, and everything's good. So I go back there and realize that I placed the same order twice for Parkview Appliances, two weeks apart from each other. So like on September 15th, I placed an order. And then on September 28th, I placed another order, not realizing I had already ordered them. So um, yeah, talking about being too busy. Um, well, yeah, I'm it. very, I'm very open with my, um, my F ups and things that go wrong in my mind and my brain. Yeah. <laughs> and that would have been a big oops if we had two appliance packages delivered to the one property. I'm not sure what we would have done. We would have had to probably pay for them to pick them back up yeah. or maybe like realized uh, as they were trying to deliver them that, and then had to cancel and maybe lose a delivery fee. I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah. I think we'd still get charged the delivery fee. Hard to say, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you caught it though. Yeah, Courtney says, "Want to sell them to us?" <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, for just one quick thing on appliances is that um, you know, if you have the time to go to the scratch and dent places and to look for all the clearance items and all the aisles of Home Depots and Ronas and go to all those centers and see what they have in stock and you have the time to match up all of your appliances to be the same brand and go to all those places, great, kudos to you. But if you don't, then um, I love Best Buy. Best Buy has uh, kitchen packages for appliances. So they put together like suites of the appliances all in the same brand. And if you source those out independently, um, you're saving like sometimes upwards of a thousand bucks off of the total price. Yeah. So I love Best Buy for that. That's where I get all of my kitchen packages. I don't have time to go shopping around. Every once in a while, I'll double check and like I'll go onto all the different sites and add in like the cheapest, not the cheapest, but like for what I want, like the appropriate stove, the appropriate fridge, the appropriate dishwasher. And it's usually significantly more than what those packages offer. So, and I also know that like, I always get the same package. You'll see them in, in all of our properties now. And I know that like the fridge is counter depth. So we're not going to have a fridge sticking out six inches. Mm. And like, I just, I know the package now it has the slide in stove so that we can have the nice tile all the way up to the hood fan. Um, so yeah, they have really great packages for really great prices. And, um, yeah, that's my little, my little hot tip. You hear that? We're looking for that Best Buy money. <laughs> and the best thing is that like, I don't need to go around to all the sites. I just literally go into Best Buy. I scroll through, see that whether the package is available or not. If it is, I click, pick it, send it to my cart, purchase it, set yeah. my delivery date and we're good. And they usually have pretty good delivery dates too, like yeah. within a couple of weeks. Well, we were walking through Home Depot uh, last week and um, I said, oh, man, like, we really need to get back to like walking through like Home Depots and stuff like that and, you know, and, and Best Buys and, and, and checking out their appliances. Cause every time you go to the store, they've always got like some like returned, you know, um, you know, appliance or, you know, they're trying to get rid of floor models or something like that. You get some really good deals, but like, we just don't have the time to go into each individual store. And I told Gabby, I'm like, okay, here's our new 
cool idea. Here's what we're going to do when we need appliances. We're going to call every Home Depot. We're going to get a list of all of the phone numbers, call all of them and call their appliance department and say, hey, what do you got on sale right now on the floor? And then find out what they got. And that'd be like, that'd be a great way to find out rather than driving all the way down. But then Gabby made a good point. She said, how often do you have matching appliances? Yeah, I just I, I just looked at you and said, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, early on, we had like called all the like major distributors and um, got them to offer us like their uh, contractor rates and all that kind of stuff. And still nothing beat like and and trying to get them to find like the the suite of appliances that we were looking for was just like time consuming. The prices never actually came out to where I needed them to be. Best Buy, that's where it's at. And obviously, we're we're at, at scale. We're treating this like a business, as I was mentioning earlier, just like the rental property business. You know, the flipping business as well. If we know the cost of appliances is is that price. Yes, we can probably save three, four hundred bucks if we, you know, called around or drove around, but we don't have that type of time. And you gotta look at like the time it's gonna take us and then what's what's our hourly rate to go and do something like that. Um, so if we know the cost of appliances is, you know, this is the price for the package, then what we focus on as a business is focusing on the property and the trades and keeping those costs down as much as possible, right? And and not so much about like saving 10 cents on tile or, you know, 200 bucks on, um, you know, appliances because we were able to find some good deal at some local, you know, Home Depot or Rona or something along those lines. Um, once you, once you at scale, it's, it's much harder to try and save those pennies. Uh, when you're starting out, absolutely 100% do it, you know, save as much money as you can. But if you're, if you're trying to treat it like a business, um, it's better to focus on the deals than it is on, um, you know, cutting corners and pinching pennies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? We still got rental questions before you go any deeper into this. Yeah. Um, I was I was just checking because our delivery is supposed to be between 7.30 and 11.30 this morning. So it's not on the move yet, but we are stop number two. So I need to quickly text Crystal. Oh, okay. <laughs> to meet the appliances appliance guys there when they get there. Is Crystal here this morning? <clears throat> you know who's not here? Who? Jared Como. Shame. <laughs> he says he's here every morning. He's not here every morning. Um, okay, so where were we in this chat? Oh, my goodness. Now I've totally lost our place. Mm -hmm. I got it. Do you typically wait until the unit is vacant to set up viewings or do you often get potential tenants to view the unit with the tenant still there? Uh, depends. If in this situation that we were talking about where they broke their lease and moved out um, and well, typically, yeah, if a tenant is breaking their lease, we want a vacant and clean um, space to show. Like if they're telling us they're leaving, then okay, get out and then we'll show and try to fill. If they tell us that they want to terminate the lease, they do not have to leave. 
they can they can say, hey, we want to terminate the lease, and then we're obligated to fill it yes. or try and fill it. Yes, but in uh, most while they're still there. But in most circumstances, they if somebody's leaving, they're not like, I'm going to leave early in two months. That's right. not the typical situation. If that was, then yes, we would um, start the showings the month before. But the most typical situation where they're breaking their lease is that like, hey, we're leaving in two weeks. That's the most typical. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, yeah, you're you're obligated to fill it. And if they're still in there, then your obligation obligation is to show it while they're still there and try to get somebody in as quickly as possible. So um, in order to protect yourself as best as possible, you start showings right away. Yeah, those ones suck though. They do suck. Um, but also like when a lease is coming to the end and a tenant isn't renewing, absolutely. We show it within the last month of their tenancy. Uh, we send out a very clear email reminding them that um, the best way for us to fill this as quickly as possible and have the least amount of showings is for you to keep it as clean as possible and your moving boxes as organized as possible so that the prospective tenant can see the space and imagine their stuff in there. If it's a mess and there's stuff everywhere, we're likely going to have to book multiple viewings um, throughout the last month of your tenancy, and we really don't want to bother you with that. Yeah. So please, um, we'll give you as much notice as possible, um, but the minimum amount required by the Act is 24 hours, and please try to keep the space tidy. And yeah. we'll be out of your hair as quickly as possible. Oh my gosh. Look who finally got out of bed. <laughs> it's time to get the fuck out of bed. <laughs> he comes in and with a coffee in hand. Ah, he's late. He's late. So he brings coffee. I I'm, didn't see who it was. What's Jared. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you must have heard me. <laughs> oh. Well, we're just uh, creeping up on that one hour mark. What are you doing? Wayne, we have appliances being delivered. Gabby's I need to notify. Gabby's working <laughs> over here. I'm like, okay. Well, I guess I'm just running this show by myself. Please oh. do. Okay. About time you stud stepped up. Did you just call me you stud? <laughs> that you said? It's about time you. Did you seriously? I, you guys I heard it, right? It's about time you, it's about time up. you stud. That's 100% what she said. Play it back. Play it back. Uh, anyone, any, anyone got any last minute questions before I just wrap this show up? <laughs> A fun episode on rental increases and the RTA and the tech and uh, the interpretations of it. Kristen says she definitely called you a stud. 100%. I'm sure there was questions that we didn't get to. Are you going to go in there and save them? Uh, I went through. I think I got everything. Oh, okay. Perfect. If we missed your questions, you know, you can bring it back tomorrow. Bring it back tomorrow. You can retype it out right now. You got 60 seconds. <laughs> okay. Today is Tuesday. Tomorrow is Wednesday. I'm not going to. still got 45 seconds left. I know that's our little thing we do. But. <laughs> Just want to wait and see if anyone else had any questions. Uh, I suppose. You know what? Today is Tuesday. And tomorrow is Wednesday. And they'll see you then. Bye. Thanks for listening. 
to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 